the need. The need for speed. Hello and welcome to Hockey Mask High Schools and Popcorn. I am your host, Mike, joined as always by my co-host, Sean. Kanichiwa. Oh, hey, there you go. Not bad. Did you have to look that one up or did you knew that one? Of course I looked it up. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you remember that from your high school. I, I knew of it. I just had to look at it to make sure I pronounced it correctly. To make sure it actually meant hello. Yeah. <laughs> Not like for all we know, meant butthole or yeah. something. I don't know. Who knows? Garlic or whatever it happens <laughs> to be. I'm just saying, we don't, we don't know. Um, all right, episode 16. So we've now crossed that border closer to 20 now. Yep. Yeah. Um, so before we get started today, uh, you know, on our, our normal part, uh, for you guys, of course, who are listening, first part of our show is always going to be dedicated to our current review of last week's nostalgia movie, which, of course, for this week was Top Gun. I feel like dun, I want to go out and chew some nails or something after watching that movie. <laughs> um, it was a 1986 Tom Cruise movie, uh, very popular. It was kind of we did it in honor of Tony Scott, who sadly committed suicide uh, a couple weeks back. Yeah, so I read about that a little more because I really didn't read into it when we went over it. But I don't know if you knew he had terminal brain cancer. Oh no, I did not know yeah. that. He just said, "Fuck it." I guess it. so. Oh. Yeah, dude, I don't know, man. Jumping off a bridge though—that that's. Now, granted, I mean, the fall is, what, four or five seconds? But that's got to be a long-ass four or five seconds when you jumped off the bridge because yeah. you can't change your mind. No. <laughs> you know, that that's it. We're we're, we're going. I'm, maybe I'm, I'm if moving. you're going into water, maybe you can go in like a pencil or something. Like yeah, that. but and you never know. That, that What if that didn't kill him? What if that just paralyzed oh. him? So then, great. Now you have fucking brain cancer and you're paralyzed. It's just not terrible. Not to mention, when, that, when you kill yourself, does... I guess your family would still get life insurance, right? It doesn't change benefits. I would Maybe just, it depends on your life insurance. I would hope policy. you'd be smart to look that shit up first because <laughs> yeah. you're going to kill yourself and then leave your family with nothing. I'm sure they had plenty of money before anyway, but... Yeah, I don't I don't think they were living in a... You no. know, but it's sad that he had to go to that result. You know, he felt that was the way... Well, you know, you know what? Hey, to each their he, own. He knew he, he was going to go and, yeah. and that's how he decided to do it. He didn't want to watch himself decline. I'm not going to judge a person for, for never having been in that situation, but... So, but before we get started, uh, a couple of things. One, uh, we wanted to remind everybody about our 15th episode contest. I guess I don't know what else to call it. It's but. called Win a Movie on Us Contest. Oh, there we go. That sounds like a better a better term than mine. <laughs> yeah. It's we're not on episode 15 anymore. <laughs> See, Sean does the naming. Um, uh, so, again, you know, we're, we're looking for people to send in some emails uh, to us about their favorite 80s movies. Tell us what their favorite 80s movies is, why you liked it, share a story, something personal, something funny, whatever it is. Just send us something with uh, your favorite 80s movie and tell us why. Uh, and we're going to pick a winner out of all the submissions. And if you win... You're either going to get a uh, $30 gift card for Fandango, which is really just a U.S. region type prize, uh, or for international, uh, we're going to give you a $30 Amazon uh, Amazon.com gift card uh, to let you stream or buy your your own movies. So um, you know, I, guys, get out there, man! Yeah, you know, thirty we, thirty buck thing. 30, I mean, it's a free movie. Yeah, you know what the hell? Uh, you know, on Amazon, thirty bucks will get you. What about like ten or fifteen different uh, rentals? Yeah, uh, if you're renting, streaming. right? Yeah, actually, Amazon's got a good library. Of, of streaming movies, yeah, you know, oddly enough, but, but and this is not, and this is not, we're not pimping Amazon or Fandango. This no. is not sponsored by them. Uh, this is just us as a way to say thank you. So, but you have to you know, the, the fourth. Yeah, you have to the fourth. So hurry and get out there and uh, get us your submissions. Um, second thing I wanted to do is just, uh, I just want to rant because I just, it just annoys me so much, and I'm just curious. I, the, the, I, you know, people are listening. They've got to have the same thing, but and, and I, it's just really rampant, ramp. Rampart? Really? Rampart? Rampid. Rampart. Rampant. Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> that word, yeah, not, what is that word was not working very well in my mouth. Um, uh, around here, for some reason, especially by the shopping center where I go and get groceries and stuff, is I don't freaking understand how lazy-ass people cannot just put their freaking carts back. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't freaking understand. I mean, they will literally leave it two parking spots away from the freaking gate thing where they all are. You know, the little housing things they put out in the parking lots now so you can put your cart... They'll leave it sitting in the, the parking spot. I, I just, I, I can't. And then you know what even drives me more nuts is people walk the fuck by it. They will park. They can't park in that spot, so they'll park around it, get out of their car, and then just leave the cart there. Like, I know it's not your cart, but be a freaking person. Grab the cart and put it away so the next person can actually have a spot to park in. I just, it just fucking pisses me off. And I swear to God, I saw it uh, on Monday I had to make a couple of different weeks because we went to the one for lunch, and then I had to stop at the way home, uh, and then I went to uh, a CVS, which is a local pharmacy around here, to pick up a prescription. And in all three places, there were freaking parking. There were 
the carts in the parking spot. And I saw people park around them, walk by the carts into I'm like, just take two seconds out of your non busy ass life and pull the cart with you. You know what's funny is I know this is your pet peeve, and it was me who did all those carts. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> I knew you were going. You know where I was going. I'm going to put some carts here. Let's see what he does. I and I do. I can't. I, I have to stop and, and, and do I it do myself. It too. I, can't I get do it. out, and, and I just, you know, I'm going to go to the store anyway. Yeah, you're going just, in the damn store. Grab it. Yeah. I, I just know that there's a lot of the attitude is just it's not mine. Like, yeah, I know it's not yours, but be a decent person for the next person so they don't have to deal with it and pick the fucking cart up. We are a get up and go society. Like, oh, absolutely, you know, man! People just don't look around, for all, paying for, attention. Not even one for all. It's all for one. Yeah, me, 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 me. Yeah. Then the only exception, and I get it because I have kids, is on occasion I do see where they'll leave the, the little carts that look like racing cars or something. Oh, because the kid carts. yeah, because they have a kids, right? They put up the kids in the car. They don't want to leave their kids in the car while they run up and put the cart back. That's barely acceptable. From my perspective, barely. Your kids can probably sit in your car for thirty seconds while you push the damn cart away. But that's when the man jumps in or the woman jumps in and just drives off with the car with the yeah. babies in it. Though, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could happen, right? right? Yeah. So that's the that's yeah. the so that's reason why. That's that one I'm okay with. So every parent out there is like, oh, I fucking got. Yeah, I know you have the kids. Relax. <laughs> I got it. I'm not making you out to be a horrible human uh, unless you're doing it and you don't have the kids. In which case, clearly there are worse tragedies in life. But this is just such a simple little thing to do. I, I don't. I don't understand why people don't do it. Now I have seen a cart sitting out there by itself, and then underneath is like a you know case of water or something. So I'm <laughs> like, ha, 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 that's what you get. Their stuff. You know, yeah. well you're gonna leave it Karma, out there. Karma, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Get your stupid ass water. <laughs> um, and then one other thing, just because it's getting ready to start, and and for those of us, for those of you listening who know me and Sean, you know we're huge Redskins fans. We've been diehard Redskins fans. Yeah, since, baby. Since we were kids. Um, and I know this is an 80s podcast, and we really deal with the 80s, which during the 80s, fucking Redskins they rocked. Were they are awesome. Uh, but not so much since, right? <laughs> so, clearly not not we're, so much since the that's 90, why we're stuck in the 80s. 91, 92, right, right. We're, we're reliving the glory days. Um, so, you know, for those outside of the country who are listening, you know, the in, in, in America, which is obviously where we're at, uh, they have the, the football, the National Football League, which is not soccer. It's American football. Uh, and in our area, our favorite team is the Washington Redskins. The season starts uh, a week from today with the Giants and the Cowboys playing each other, but then the Redskins kick off on Sunday when games are normally played. And I only bring this up because we're going to talk about it during the next three months. Yeah, and, unfortunately and, yeah, for and, you and, guys. And hopefully willing, maybe if we make the playoffs this year, maybe we'll go four months of talking about it. Most likely the Redskins will be mathematically eliminated by the end of September. Yeah, uh, and we'll stop talking about it. By the fourth game, or something, yeah, yeah. The fourth or fifth game, we'll have no chance to make the. Playoffs. Even though we can't obviously be mathematically, yeah, somehow there's, there's we'll six, do it. There's 16 games, <laughs> and you should we'll not be it. eliminated after being <laughs> playing only five. But we'll figure it out. Yeah. So I just like the forfeit or something. Yeah, I, I know, right. So that would be funny. It'd be like a little league. Oh, they're up two touchdowns. Got a forfeit. Uh, so I'm just letting everybody know now that we're going to talk about football uh, w- once the season gets going because we're both Redskins fans and something that we enjoy. We're not going to be overly geeky about it, but the Redskins do as well as we're both hoping that they're going to. There's going to be some trash talking going on. You're just on. blowing it right so, now. You just yeah, I know. It. I just I just want to put it out there right now so no one's surprised. That's all I'm saying. Send your hate mail if you want to. To whatever. you. No, yeah, no, no, sure. Uh, Mike at hhp-podcast.com. Send it away. I'll talk to you about football all day long. So anyway, back to the podcast. Back to why we're actually here. Yeah, why, why we're actually here and why people hopefully downloaded this and are listening to it. So uh, this is our current review of Top Gun. Uh, like I said, da, 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 da. Sean's going to do that every single time I mention the, the word. Know, I should have probably movie. had the clip ready. You know, yeah, if I probably play something right now, it probably won't be the clip. You're Let me a see. Good engineer. Let me try if this is oh, it, maybe. All right, go. Nope, that's not it. Uh, I thought it was going to be your, I got mail <laughs> clip. <laughs> no, it's probably this one. Oh, God. Remember that scream. one? Yes, you and your Wilhelm scream. So last week, uh, we rated it nostalgic, and uh, Sean gave it a 4.29 nostalgia rating. I gave it a 4.22, so we're both... We're fairly close on yeah. that one. Well, and we both and have we don't very use, fond memories. We don't memories. discuss our uh, ratings our beforehand. Ratings we never do. Nope, absolutely. And uh, so we're both uh, you know, remembering fondly this yep. movie from our childhoods. Uh, we were both 16, young, virile, 16-year-old men. Or I mean, I was a man. I think you were still a boy at sixteen. I was. But I still am boy. <laughs> I'm boy. All right, never mind. Um, so <laughs> we rented it this week. Watched it. What are your thoughts? I am keeping my rating really close to what it was. All right. I went up. Did you? I did. Hmm. One tenth of a point. 
four point three zero. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> had to do the math. <laughs> now you there, confused I got you, me. I knew it was one tenth, but I had to then add that one tenth <laughs> to my previous point two. Yeah, an abacus out trying to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's correct. Um, so four point yeah. three. Yep. Right. I had to. I had to. I I walked away still with a good feeling. I I would say it was about the same as what I thought it was going to be, but I gave it some pluses for some things I'll point out. Yeah. So, so for me, I'm going to give it, drop it down a little bit. Okay. I'll drop down to just a four. I'm going to consider this a better than average movie, but I, you know, having watched it again, I, I didn't, it didn't bring me back nostalgically uh, to that time. I didn't find it quite as quite as entertaining as I did originally, um, and that's mostly because the dialogue I thought was just. I mean, there was a lot of funny lines in it. Uh, you know, but it, it's like the, the, whoever wrote this did tried to figure out how, how many one-liners can we put to be more manly than the other guy. Yeah, the, you know, fine. every conversation so was basically a. It was like grunts. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it was just one-liners the entire way. I mean, the longest conversation that they had, and it was the one scene that I thought was really, you know, was really done well, was between uh, you know Goose, of course, who was Anthony Edwards' character, who was the I guess the navigator, and then Tom Cruise's character Maverick. When uh, he had just got finished buzzing the tower after he just got the Top Gun and they almost got kicked out, you know, and they sat down, they had a nice little conversation. That was like the only time where two men talked to each other in this show or in this movie and, and didn't try to out testosterone each other. It just, but it, it wasn't got, about it got that. annoying after a while. I just, I didn't like it anymore. It wasn't about that. It was about testosterone. It was. This was a testosterone-ridden movie. It was meant to be. I agree. And I don't. You know what? I don't. I don't want to hear. But but to me, the testosterone part of it was the jets. I mean, it was the jets? It was the fighter. Yeah. I mean, it was. I love the aerial battles. I thought they again. You know, we said that last week. I thought that shit, that was shot well. Yeah, I really enjoyed weird. it. Yeah, I mean, you got a sense of being in that cockpit and and the sound. I I love that part. That was plenty of testosterone without the need for just that. I don't know stilted type dialogue. I, I just it just drove me. It just drove me nuts after a while. This screamed eighties to me. Oh, yeah. It screamed 80s. I loved it. I loved it for that. I loved everything about it. You know what? I think I started wearing white T-shirts and jeans after seeing, <laughs> you know, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise do it. The other people, yeah. you know, doing that. I was like, look at that. That looks bad as a you Yeah, know. that's pretty much all he wore was. I probably I started probably wearing it because of that. Oh, really? It's probably because of Fonzie, if I had to guess. <laughs> I don't think so. Bob, Bob, that's all he wore yeah, was I know, jeans and t-shirt. But that didn't inspire it. I don't oh, know why. Oh, okay. well, this probably. movie, they were badass people, and like you know, you're like, I could do that badass yeah. shit. I did. Like, it was very dated, mostly because like the the uh, navigator glass or aviator glass. Oh yeah, like, those. Oh are... my god, those big fat glasses, which of course is now kind of back in style again. So it's not so dated, but you know, with the well, hairstyles, yeah, no, with the hairstyles that they had and the clothing that they were wearing, yeah, it was it was very very dated. And all the actors were in the prime of their. I guess physical shape, you know. I mean, they yeah, I mean, they all everybody. looked young. It yeah, was yeah. all, yeah. I mean, you know, Anthony Edwards had hair. <laughs> he still had you a know, good. It yeah. was thinning. It was thinning. You could tell, but he had it. You know, he had a good chunk of hair there. You know, what's funny is you think like, oh yeah, he he went bald later in his career. Do you think that if they had a crystal ball and they could look forward and they say, oh, he's going to bald after this movie? Maybe we should. Yeah, maybe we that. shouldn't get him. <laughs> I don't know if they would ever do that, but I don't know because yeah, if you had a crystal, have you seen Val Kilmer? Lately? Yeah. Oh. Well, he's gone up and down over his career, but yeah. Yeah, but he's like 250 now or something like that. He I think not... he's gone back down. Oh, has he gone yeah. He does not look good. Last time I saw him, he did not. But he was prime, you know, for his career, I think, right yeah. this time. <laughs> so what did, what did you enjoy? What made you poke it up a little bit? Wow. That, that opening was incredible. Oh, yeah. The initial one where they first meet the MiG, yeah. When Well, no. I mean, just even this, when the credits were coming on. Oh, yeah. The from logo, the aircraft carrier. And they had... Um, you know the silhouetted fighter, uh, the people on the deck. You know fixing the planes and junk, and the, you saw the red sky in the back, and the orange sky, and the the what do you call it when it's all like the sky, like it's all like a mirage, mm. kind of waving air. You know the heat distortion type. Yeah, of heat distortion, and then the planes just take off the deck, and then right when they take off, danger zone. <laughs> I know, right? kicks in. That was awesome, wasn't it? You know what I didn't know before I had seen this movie originally when back in the day was yeah, you know, I, I I always assumed that these planes took off from these aircraft carriers on their own power. You know, but you watch this movie, you can see you can see him hook them up to the catapult because these these planes can't get fast enough up to get enough speed to actually get off the deck. So they you know, they gun their engines, but they're also on a little steam catapult that actually shoots them off the deck and you can see the wheel gets locked in and the catapult just shoots their ass off the you deck you know I knew they were caught by a 
Oh, yeah, and I didn't know that either, right? I when they're coming that. back down again, it's the deck's too small for them to stop. Yeah. They don't have enough, so they actually have a little freak of wire that catches them on the back of the plane. I knew I'm that, like, but I had no idea it was a catapult. Yeah, off. to get them off of there. Yeah, you can see it. You can see it a couple times in the beginning. It's like a little square white thing right in front of the wheel, and it just basically locks on and just shoots their asses uh, off the plane. Which is funny when you look at it because that you know, first of all, that plane is the power of flight, right? I mean, we're we're flying in that damn thing, and everything it can do, and all the technology surrounding all of that, and the best way we have to stop the plane is a is a freak and a hook and a wire, you know? It's like, are you watching Roadrunner when you came up with that one? It just seemed like there should be something more technology-wise. Like, I don't know, some kind of magnets to slow them down. I, it, it just, yeah, well, it's better than, like, having a, a foam wall in front of it. That's true. Right? Yeah, or a net. Like, right. I think that's what the original ones had with oh, the five planes really? in World War II. They had those extra little net because they, I don't know. Cause some damage. I would think so. But I think those, plan, those planes weren't going as fast either. But He's these jets making, are coming in pretty damn quick. Just making that, that up. I could be making that up. It's possible. I remember seeing videos of planes landing on a on a ship and then sliding into a net. It's like a Bugs Bunny thing. <laughs> it might have been. I'm not a freaking history major, dude. I don't know. I'm just saying I remember that. It, but it led a sense of realism to the whole film. If if something was in there that I might have doubted, that opening of real footage of this happening made everything else fall into place yeah. for me. Did you like the? Uh, and it's funny. I remember this guy when I was when I saw it when I was little. But uh, it was probably about halfway through the opening credits. We're on the ship, and uh, the plane gets shot off the edge of the aircraft carrier. And there's like the one guy on the deck that just kind of pulls his arm back and kicks his leg out. Yeah, yeah. I remember that from when I was a kid, and I saw it again. I'm like, oh, I love that dude. But he it, just, it was just, real. Yeah, it was. Re- I mean, it was just he loves his job. He loves seeing that thing, and he just does his little leg kick. You know, I meant to look up to see if that was like if I was the only one who noticed him. If he had like. Yeah, you because know, I'm sure people find these little niche things. He's probably got like a fan page somewhere of the guy doing that. You know what I mean? Kicking guy. Yeah, the kicking guy in Top Gun. It's probably out there somewhere. Well, he wasn't in the credits because, you know, I look at the credits. I saw uh, no there kicking, was no kicking excited guy. kicking guy. No, because nah, he probably wasn't an actor. They was they, That was just yeah. the whole Navy. That's when they mm-hmm. say, thank you to the Navy. And right. they probably included him. So what did you uh, – oh, go ahead. No, why do you do that? Well, cause so, you're I just turned my head. I, I feel like I'm going to interrupt you. You know what I mean? I'm used to it. So. Uh, you are, but I feel bad every time I do it, even though most of the time I don't realize I'm doing it. Um, the radio chatter, I love the radio chatter. You know, when they're saying stuff like, you know, let's turn and burn, <laughs> you know, and, you know, let's get beneath the, the hard deck or get above the hard deck. And <laughs> I'm like, God, yeah, damn, say it, boy. Let's yeah, do it. Let's me. do it. Let's turn and burn. Yeah, whatever whatever that means. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know, but it sounds <laughs> awesome. I know. Let's turn and burn. <laughs> I did love the. I mean, after the credits, of course, you know they, they're they're up there and they're doing their thing, fighting fighting the Meg, and, and that one guy loses his his nerve, which didn't seem like it was a big deal that he should have lost his nerve to fly yeah. because someone got tar- tone on him. I'm like, you're a yeah. fighter pilot, isn't that what they do? Being the top one too. Remember, he was. Yeah, I mean, he was he was the top guy, and you know he he broke because of tone. They didn't even fire at him. Um, but you don't know. Maybe that was. It could be such a stressful situation. That was just the key. That was like the. I mean, yeah, uh, the clearly, last right? I don't thing. know what it takes to be a freaking pilot. I'm right. sure it's stressful to be up there, you know. But that you just are flying like, a three, whatever they said. Yeah, I don't know, thirty million dollar yeah. jet or three billion. I have no idea what those yeah. cost. Uh, but still, it seemed like kind of a. Thing. But you know, they had to do something to get Tom Cruise in there. Although I guess they could have just made him Top Gun already on the. On the yeah, they could have killed him. Oh, there we go. See, there you go. They had no problem killing everybody else in this movie. They could have just killed him. The only thing I didn't like in that opening, and I, you know, I, I see why they did it, you know, because it was just his his bad boy attitude was the whole, you know, flying upside down top of the MIG and taking the Polaroid picture. Polaroid, no doubt. Yeah, right? yeah, Polaroid, which was awesome. I saw that little flash cube <laughs> yeah. go off, and I was like, oh, geez. Well, that's dated. And first of all, anybody who has a Polaroid would know you can't use a flash inside the. Uh, Outside plastic like that because it's just going to reflect the flashback. You're never going to get a picture. I mean, you know, what's he doing? Who brings a Polaroid with them on a mission anyway? Like, what what did he think he was going to do with a Polaroid when he got into the plane anyway? That just kind of. I think you're reaching. I think I I am. I'm just saying, you're stuck out of me. You bring one. Do you have one now? I probably do, but I can't get film anymore. They stopped making it. No, I'm saying, do you have it with you right now? No, I'm not flying a jet. If I had, <laughs> no, say if I was flying a jet, I would have one with me. I don't have a jet. <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> That's the only thing holding you back from bringing it with exactly. you is because you don't have the jet. I would. I would have a little string around my neck and everything. Uh, the Polaroid on yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Good luck with that one. <laughs> You're such a dumbass. Um, yeah, I, but I was also thinking about that. You're talking about the refraction of light from yeah. the flash. I was looking at that the bubble that they're in, the plastic bubble, whatever it's made out of. Um, 
Wouldn't you think the technology would be a little better so you could see clear when there's sun glare coming? I mean, if they couldn't see that one jet, it was yeah, there. Yeah, you lost know. in the sun. You think where is he? Where is he? And they like the sun would kind of move, and there he was. I was like, you don't know, you can't make better. Yeah, some kind of you know ray filter or something on it because yeah. they have they have it on my car has the filter on it. So <laughs> you know, I, I would assume that they could have done that uh, back then, but who knows? Maybe. Disaffected. You the, have aviator glasses on. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. They seem to have lost a, a lot of looking. Yeah, they didn't. I don't even think he had his glasses on when he was looking for them. They kept looking into the sun. I got to say though, I don't understand. And I, you know, again, I'm not shitting on people who are pilots, but I, I, what was the point of having Goose? What exactly did Goose do? I mean, he didn't fly. They never saw. I thought he was the navigator, but they never actually saw him plotting anything. And he constantly lost sight of the planes all the time. Every navigator in there was going, you know, looking around, going, "Oh, I can't find him. I can't." Like, then why do I have you in here? What, what good are you for? Let's me? face it, he I doesn't mean, appear to do anything in this movie. They're wingman, but I mean, their job is to do all that kind of stuff. But they have a free ride, and my that's where I gathered it. Yeah, you know, if Tom Cruise or whatever his name was in the show in the movie was the man, and he was going to be number one, well, your wingman's coming with you. Yeah. To do, free ride to do what? I mean, I just I, I don't understand the point. And I mean, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of these women complete are ignorance. I am sure there is a lot that they, they do. do a lot. Yeah, they, I just don't think that they. I'm fully... get hate mail now. Yeah, no, we know. We're just trying to make conversation. That's all we're doing. Yeah, no, no, not shitting on navigators. I just they didn't show what what those guys were doing in the cockpit, except losing track of the jets. You know, which Tom Cruise could have could have done that. But Goose was. A comical guy. I mean, he was the comic relief. He was the comic relief in this, a- which was good. I enjoyed and he his was character. That, he was the good guy to Tom Cruise's bad boy, you know, thing. Which I'm sorry, and I like I like Tom Cruise. I think he's a good actor, but he just I don't get a bad boy sense, and I never have. I never understood people putting him in in tough guy situations because he never struck me as a tough guy. If he was to make a tough guy, this would probably be his ultimate tough guy. One like this would be the the closest he came to be to being a tough guy. Well, I mean, guy. he did the Mission Impossible ones. Which well, I, I never thought he was a tough yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, that was a spy type yeah. of... Yeah, I just... He never struck me as a, as a tough tough guy. One, he's like two feet tall. That's um, true. I did, yeah, he was short in this. Yeah, which, yeah. you know... <laughs> he never grew after that. No, well, I mean, he was already in his <laughs> mid-20s, I think, when he did this one, which, you know, they had the, the volleyball scene. I, oh, I, yeah. I kind of wanted to look that up because they had him jumping and spiking. So I'm wondering, did they... And it was always far away, right? The, percept- the perspective of the camera when they did it was always at an angle or from far back. Or the close-up like, was just him being over, yeah, over, over the, the net. net or something like that, right? I'm just – I'm wondering – You think there's like a stool that he was standing on? Yeah, did on he really like, jump okay, that out? Because, I mean, I think down. those nets are – I'm 6'2", and I can usually – I think it's just like right above my hand typically for those nets. I can stand there and maybe reach up to the top. He's five eight or something like that. I'm not saying he couldn't do it. You are just tearing this apart. Aren't I you? just, I, it was just funny to me that they had him jumping up and spiking the ball. I'm like, I, that doesn't seem right. I, I really kind of would look that up to see how they did. I don't that. think that was the scene was but, for. I think the scene maybe, was for let's all take our shirts off and play volleyball and like all the, the women look at us. I right. think that's what the scene was put in there. Well, I don't think there was any women there. They were doing right. that on the base. Yeah, but you know what? There was a lot of guys. Yeah, I think it was there. just all the other. But you're right. Pilots. You're right. Last week you mentioned you know the Homer or whatever <laughs> you said, and yeah, you yeah. got that. I'm telling you, there's a bunch of comics out there that have got routines based on that 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 whole scene right there. But yeah, there was no women. I mean, they weren't at the beach. They were on the base. And why was Tom Cruise wearing jeans? That just seemed kind of odd too. It's like it looked really hot out there, and it was all everybody's all sweating and stuff. Yeah. And he's yeah. wearing blue jeans, uh, playing volleyball. But anyway, I think I, they were just showing. Oh yeah, they were just showing. Look how manly we are. Yeah, and then they were also showing the competition between you know, ice Maverick, and yeah, ice and Hollywood. I believe it was who, who was yeah. his main rival. Mm-hmm. So they, so they had to show that. But you know, again, even style. Kind of want to look that up now to see what they did for that volleyball scene. But maybe he's athletic enough; he could have done it. I mean, he was young. He looked like he was in shape. Maybe I think Kelly Kelly McGillis's character should have been there in, in that watching, and he was trying to show off. I would have rather of that have mm-hmm. you know more value to the scene or something, right? Yeah, well, it would have made more sense. Although I guess he had to hurry run off because he was going right out. going to her. But I think if they were going on a date for her, that's what I would have done. Yeah, yeah I agree. What do you think of uh, uh, Meg Ryan? She cute, had a very cute as a button. You know what though? She was, but she wasn't. She wasn't as cute in this movie as I as I remembered. You're I thought right. she looked better in like when Harry met Sally and. She looked better two years down the road than she did in this movie. I don't know why. I exactly. agree. It was her hair. I think maybe that's what it was. That's it was, what it was kind of me. like a permy. It was. It was like thing. this big bouffant thing that she was wearing on her head. Yeah, it was very strange, and it kind of set her face off differently than I was used to. Maybe that's what I was saying. But I, I thought to myself, 
she's got it. Yeah. I mean, that's me. Yeah, I mean, when you saw her in Sleepless in Seattle, I think she looked better in Sleepless in Seattle, and that was, what, 90, right? 91, something like that. So it was five years later. I thought she looked better in that than she did She did in this one. You know what one still I thought adorable. she looked good in? And this was a much more recent one, but um, You've Got Mail. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that wasn't you know? that recent. That was probably eight, nine years ago. 90s, probably. No, no. It was the 2000s, I was think. Was it in 2000s? Yeah, because that was when AOL. Oh, maybe not, because it was yeah. about AOL. You've Got Mail. Yeah, so actually that might have been in the 90s, because yeah. that was all about how the AOL thing did that. I think by 2002, that was pretty much a done deal. As far as AOL I remember her concerned. nervousness in that movie was cute. When yeah. She was well, she is cute. Like I said, she does not age well. So if you have a good memory of 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 her, don't look her up now because it's just it's not going to help <laughs> you out. If you have a good nostalgic memory of Meg Ryan, let it go. Go with it. Don't don't investigate that any further. Um, what, what would you compare then, Kelly McGillis to Meg Ryan in this movie? You know what? I didn't find Kelly McGillis all that good looking. I found her much better looking now than I did when I was younger. I think really. You know what? It's when I was younger, she seemed older to me. Right, she seemed older, and now she doesn't seem older. She seems a little younger, and that's probably because. Oh I'm yeah, because we're, we're like twenty years older than they are from the, in the movie. Right now, in the movie, so it's funny because I feel like she's younger now. And for, <laughs> did you feel a little perverted looking at her? <laughs> well, because she wasn't young, young. No, no, no. So no. yeah, yeah, but I didn't. I don't remember her being all that hot. I just don't think they did did with her what they should have done. I mean, you know, but. She wasn't well, there to be the hottie. Right. She was the professor. She was the teacher. She was a professional. She wasn't there to, to you know, walk around in a bikini. And so I think from that perspective, I think they did her well. And her name is Charlie. So I mean, how could you be sexy with a name like Charlie? <laughs> there are lots of sexy Charlies. All right. Um, the uh, the singing part. Where they oh, first... a Charlie who's sexy. I can tell you one right now. Yeah, well, I know the 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 Gina Davis yep, character. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of too. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same. Page. But I, I didn't want to keep going with the Charlie thing because I was thinking oh, I have a brother-in-law named Charlie. I don't want him to get the wrong idea, you know. So, but yeah, the Gina Davis. What was the name of that movie? It has sleep in the title or something? Long kiss, good night. Long kiss, good night. See, had sleep, sleep in the title at all? <laughs> Except they were going to bed, maybe because it was a long kiss, good night. With that favorite Samuel Jackson movie, I love love that movie. Um, so bringing up Kelly McGillis, though, when when him and her and Tom Cruise first meet, that's that whole bar scene where they sing. Still love that scene. Love, yeah, the whole I, th- thing. I thought it was great. I I love the way everybody just kind of jumped in. It was kind of some, I guess, something that it was the way they made it seem. It was uh, something that any pi- that the pilots do, and everybody else has got their back. You know, because even um, Hollywood and Ice, if you notice, they're singing too in the background. So they're you know arguing about who's the best pilot. But when this comes up, they all just kind of jump in together to help them out. Of course, I did think it was funny that after Tom Cruise started going up to her at the bar, I mean, he was done his singing, and he gave the mic up. To the black guy. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And he, like, trying to hog the mic and all, and trying to make it big, and I'm like... Uh, he sang it well, Tom, though. If I was Tommy, like, hey, this is my thing. Yeah, yeah. You, wanna, you, you wait wanna, till your turn. <laughs> you want to settle down and stop with the good singing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were it, because Tom sucked at his singing. Yeah, he wasn't good. But I don't think he tried, which I think made it better. I think I made I think I made it better because it did. he wasn't good at it. He knew he wasn't good at it, yeah. but you do it to get the attention of the girl anyway. So that That's was true. okay. Although I got I got to wonder, you know, in real life, you know, that she basically shoots him down and she goes and meets that guy and then goes to the bathroom and he just kind of follows her in there. Like, dude, it's kind of creepy at that point, right? He follows her in there and he's a, such a close talker. He's like right up in front of her face, um, talking about what a great time she could have had and oh, let's have sex on the counter. Like she, he's, I mean, I would think at any other circumstance he's getting maced. Uh, but you forget who she is, and you forget that she said she's been doing this for how many years? She's seen so many pilots like him. She's used to it. She knew when she saw. She knew why she was there. That's she's true. Yeah, you're this. right. She she knew what was. She knew what was going to happen, yeah. or how they are. Not so when he came in the bathroom, I think she had no surprise that he was even there. <laughs> no, really, I'm I just, really think. No, I, I agree. I didn't think about it from that perspective. But no, you're absolutely right. She'd probably had that. She just knows pilots well enough to know that that's just who they are. That he's probably not stalking or trying to rape her. But you know, right. any other circumstance, that's a little odd. If someone's following you into the bathroom after you shot him down, especially. That's probably besides she didn't put up a fight that much. For oh no, she was begging to get raped. Clearly, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, I I thought that's where you're going. I did not contone that se- that sentence. That was. <laughs> What did you want her to do? Uh, you know, stab him? I mean, clearly when she got, and this jumps forward a little bit, when she got in a car and chased him down in her car when he was in his motorcycle, and she went down through the traffic and almost uh, caused an accident, yeah. flew down through and all. I said, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> this bitch is crazy. <laughs> Apparently she likes Tom Cruise, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, they were only, the, the class itself was only five weeks. Um, you know, and, I, you know, I don't know how long before Goose 
gets killed. I think Goose gets killed, I guess, near the end of the, the class. But, you know, during those f- five weeks, I mean, they probably were only actually dating for four. I mean, they really seem to fall in love pretty quickly for, for such a short short period of time. Some know. people take one day, man, to fall in love. What are you judging people now for? I'm their, not judging a, people for Is there a limit or time that you I must? I just know that it probably takes at least six weeks before you would run through traffic and risk hitting pedestrians for somebody you just met. I would think. That's just me. You have not found love. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't found love. I'm willing to kill a random stranger (laughs) for it by driving recklessly down the street. I don't see, again, that to me that's not really love as much as that is psycho. You, you know what I mean? There's love, and then there's there's crazy. That's a little bit crazy. She, well, when she did that, I thought crazy. It's like, well. I, I got to say, and I, for some reason, I don't know, did she play a movie later on, but she looks like she could be a freaking nut job. Like, if she, if I saw her and you guys were married, if they were married and he cheated on her, she reminds me of the Glenn Close Fatal Attraction type where, mm. oh, yeah, I'm all pretty and sweet until you fuck me over and then I'm going to kill your rabbit. <laughs> and it doesn't she just, for some reason, she just she just has that look about her like she could turn psycho crazy. Do we get to do that movie? Is that an 80s movie? Uh, you know, I don't know, but I hope so. Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction was awesome. I think it is. Yeah, that, that was a pretty cool movie. But doesn't I don't know what it is about her. It's just her look just kind of gave me that, that psycho vibe to mm. it. I don't know why exactly. Uh, what else we got? Um, gosh, what do I have? Anything else really, really jump out? At I, you? I mean, what, what was it that made it push it up for you? You said there was like two things or well, something. No, that made it, it... Just the overall feel in the movie hmm. made me happy enough that I had to, I knew where I was at at a 4.29 originally, and I knew that it was better than that. Now, I didn't want to go much better because a 4. Point, you start getting into threes and higher and fours, and you're I'm close to five, and I know there's better movies than this. But I... I want to just acknowledge the fact that I am happy with what I gave it a four point two nine, and I'm willing to say it was probably a little better than I thought. Right, but I can't go better too much more than that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go too far overboard with the whole situation. And by situation, I mean I don't know why I use that word. It's not really a situation that we're involved in as much as it is just a rating. So, but you just, mean you just you're going down? <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't. I, I you know what? I swear to God, it's funny. Maybe it's the time of day that we're doing this, and and. Pulling back our curtain a little bit. Typically, we do this uh, at night. You know, it's usually pretty late when we're doing it. But schedules and stuff, we came up and started doing this um, a little earlier than normal. And I think it's just throwing us off a little bit. My, my vernacular is just—I don't know. Maybe I'm still hyped up on caffeine. Maybe I need to have slowed down a little bit and be a little bit more tired. Even you talking about how you're having trouble is funny. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> and by funny, you mean disturbing, I suppose. <laughs> so the other, uh, anyway, back to the movie. Um, so I love the training, uh, the whole... Well, I mean, why did you go down? You made me tell me why I went up. Why did you go down? Well, I told you why I went down in the beginning. It was because the dialogue to me was just too dumb to, to be handled. I couldn't... People don't talk like that, right? Real people don't talk in one-liners. Oh, yeah? Trying to be... Whatever, dude. <laughs> so I just got up and got my space. All right, calm down. But real people don't talk talk like that to each other. You know what? It was just... I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that that was a because one again these pilots. Now, granted, you I think you have to have a certain attitude and, and arrogance to be a pilot and to be a good one, um, you know. But they're all highly educated, highly trained individuals at the same time. And while I'm sure there's a lot of testosterone in there, at some point you should just be able to talk like a person to another person. And there was none of that. Even the instructors. I mean, uh, Viper, the Tom Skerritt character. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody just talked in platitudes and and one. I just. I didn't like the dialogue. I couldn't. I couldn't get by it enough. You know what's so funny is like you recognize what they're doing, but you just can't accept the fact that it's a movie and they have a certain amount of time to tell a story. And you need to have everything's, characters. Everything's a movie. Right. I get. No, that. I'm saying, but but you always say something about that, like a character is this, this. But they they only have a certain amount of time to tell a certain thing. Oh BS. You know what? Saving Private Ryan. I'll go back to that one. There is not a more macho movie than Saving Private Ryan. That movie kicks ass on every level of ass kicking mm-hmm. that dialogue was well written it was well delivered it was well there is no one liners these guys are all soldiers who are actually killing people not fighting each other in mock air battles they're actually out there getting shot at and none of them talked like this at all you, you know what I mean so don't, it's not a matter of it's a movie they have to do it that way it's a choice that's just how this writer decided to go with it and it just gets annoying after you know 15 or 20 minutes of this type of one upmanship all the time is macho talk. I just I don't just think that Private Ryan movie was trying to make people look macho. I think they were trying to tell a story. Well, no, tell a story and you about end this up one. being macho. This <laughs> one was we are going to make these people look macho. We want to be make guys say I want to be that guy and I want to get in plane. I want to fly around. And right, but I down. think they could have done that by just doing the plane stuff, right? And I'm not saying you don't have any of these one-liners because some of it was I thought was hilarious. Like when he leans over and he sniffs at him and goes. 
you know, you stink. I, that was funny. I mean, it was a good one-liner. It fit the scene. There was a purpose for it. But again, this this constant in each other's faces in the locker room scene where they're both, you're trouble, Maverick. He's like, that's right. Yeah, I'm trouble. Who talks like that? I mean, who who says that to me? That was just it was just dumb and just too over the top. And I couldn't I couldn't give. And it was funny too because I think Val Kilmer's like a foot taller than Tom Cruise. It's so like Tom Cruise is kind of looking. Yeah, that's right. I'm trouble. I'm like, oh, come on. It was. I think that you should have made your rating below a four. The way you talk. No, about no, it. because the rest of the movie was. Come on, Goose loved him. I loved Michael Ironside. I love the instructor guy. I love him and everything he's in. <laughs> he's freaking awesome, man. I love him. Um, you know, so that that the the in the aerial scenes and the training and some of that stuff, some of the one liners I didn't mind it. It's just that you can't you can't do the whole movie like that. There has to be more to it. Um and it just, you know, just didn't just didn't do it for me. So that's why I had to drop it down a little bit. But I did like, you know, did Goose die and get you? A little bit. You know when it was coming, it still kind of tugs at you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, m- mostly because I felt really bad when they had the Meg Ryan, who can, you know, she was always a good crier, um, and she's like, you know, oh, he'd love flying with you. It was the best thing, you know. That was like, oh, so yeah, that, that did I miss him. something? But why did Tom Cruise have his dog tags the whole time? Why wouldn't Meg Ryan have them? You know, what? I don't know. You I, know, they, did she Tom, give it to him? I don't remember. Maybe I missed it. I don't. I just don't remember. But he had them the whole I, time. I he kept rubbing them. He He's did like because that's why he was them. like, you know, she loved flying with you. There's nothing better than for him. And I think maybe that's. And then that's you know, and then if she was to give it to him, and I just missed it, he threw him overboard <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> I'm like, he has a son. Maybe his son wants the dog tags. I don't know. Uh, but, well, they have, I think they have more than one set of dog tags, though, right? Don't you have multiple sets of dog tags, or you only get one and that's it? I don't know. I don't know. Don't you have like dress dog? See, I'm so not. Dressed all day. Yeah, I'm so not military. I have no idea. Neither do there's, I. There's going to be some cringing military people out there going, "I want to kick that fucker's ass." I mean, but I don't, I don't know. But yeah, you think he would want to give it to his son or something along those lines? When he threw him over, I thought I was watching Titanic when she threw the little oh the jewel over. Whoops! Whoops! You know what? That would even get me started. On that I, I wish we had done that movie because that one scene from Titanic where she throws that is, I think, to me, is like the most selfish scene I've ever seen on. On movie, I'm like, bitch, you have family, grandkids, great grandkids, and that diamond would pay for their lives. I mean, ever your whole entire family would be taken care of for the rest of their lives, and because that love was more than that. Well, she's still in love with him. She doesn't. They, they could keep the diamond and still be in love. You don't have to get rid of the diamond for that. They could have just sold the diamond, give it to charity. I don't know. Go cure hunger in Africa. But no, I'm going to go throw in the freaking ocean. That, that, to me, just drove me nuts in that movie. I see. I did. That sorry just annoyed to, uh, me. Sorry to bring that up and bring in such a... Well, you know what the problem was? On the way he, on the way home today, I actually saw those carts in the parking lot. So, see, it already got me in a bad mood. Great. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now I was all fired up, ready to do stuff. Um, so the final fight scene, you know, and I didn't really do a recap of the movie this time because we just kind of got sidetracked and we didn't really get to That's it. That's right. You did. Yeah, I, did, I really didn't. I did, I did in the last one, but I didn't I didn't in this one. So, you know, of course, you know, Goose ends up dying. It's not Tom Cruise's fault. Uh, something similar happened to his old man, and, you know, it's it's a big existential crisis for, for Tom Cruise to figure out. But he ends up graduating from Top Gun. Not the top of the class, but they graduate him anyway. Um, you know, goes back to the ship, and, of course, you know, right away they, they get in some trouble uh, with some Russian MiGs, and they all have to go up for the big fight scene. Um, yeah, and he starts rubbing the dog tags because he doesn't know what to do, and he's kind of freaking out and freezing. And he's like, "Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me." You know, what's funny about that. I immediately thought of Luke Skywalker and use the Force. I'm <laughs> uh, waiting for Goose to come in. Yeah, <laughs> focus. Let, let Tom. the dog tags. <laughs> grab the controls. Um, you know, I, I I liked the the fight scene at the end. Yeah, you know, I thought Loved that was great. It. The 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 flying of the jets, the banking, the curving, the the missile shooting. You know, I think they used the same missile shot. You know. you know what I looked for, actually, when this was going on the whole time, was the cut scenes between each shot. That It was so meticulous that when they showed one angle of, uh, of one banking to the right, the next angle, if it was a different angle, that was still banking to the right. You know, right. It was actually in the process of doing it, and they had multiple camera angles. That told me they had multiple camera angles going on at the same time, right. and they weren't just splicing scenes together. Oh, no, it I was think this so movie was, smooth, was so well, well done. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. This movie was well shot. You don't get that stilted, you know, like you did from... <laughs> like from, stock footage. Yeah, yeah, like you do from, especially from, like, uh, the A-Team, for example. I remember watching A-Team yeah. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Every explosion was a stock, was a footage, well, you know, was a cut stock footage explosion, and it was so obvious. But not this one, man. I think they did a great job with all of it. I loved how it was shot. I did like the final ending scene where he kind of, you know, ends up staying with uh, 
Iceman, and although it's funny how uh, um, you know that he had uh, the Russians had the Americans like in their sights like what, three or four times mm-hmm. instead of shooting a missile. They all decided to shoot guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, Just added and, and the other guy. Well, I know the other guy got shot with his guns like three or four times, and his plane was fine. Like, I don't think it works that way, dude. I'm pretty sure. I don't know where you get hit at. You know, what, but going at that speed, I would assume that any hole anywhere is automatically going to get, you know, magnified a hundred times because you're going so fast under such stress. Sure. As soon as there's a tear, you would think that you're fucked at that point. But he got shot three or four or five times in that one plane. He's like, no, no, we're good. I mean, he just looks behind him like, man, I think we're all right. Maybe that's the thing. You that, maybe know. that happens. I, I guess it's possible. Uh, it just seemed funny. I loved how, though, they had like the flame out of the engine. That yeah. whole scene there, when they curved it, that was fucking badass. It was. That was cool. I got to say that. And I guess they, they, how they had somebody it, it, do that. It looked like they just cut the engine. I don't know, simulated a flame out or something like that, but that was badass. Probably could have just shut it out or shut it off. And yeah, that was The way he did cool. it, though, yeah. Yeah, that, nice. that was pretty nice. Um, I thought it was funny when I forgot who said it. It was like ice on the count of three, break right, and then he counts three, two, one, break. I was like, well, on the count of three, <laughs> and you go three, two. I was like, I would have, I would have broke. <laughs> I think he said maybe, it. Maybe in Navy pilot speak, when someone says that, they mean they're going to count backwards from three. Maybe that's just a given. Yeah, you're maybe, right. As soon as you said three, I would be like, yeah. okay, let's go. Right. He is on the count of three, break right. Three. I was like, oh, I, was, I wasn't ready. <laughs> It would have been like, so do we go on three, or is it three, then go? <laughs> you know, can you clarify this for me? Because I'm not sure we're on the same page here. It's, it, that was a, That's actually funnier now that you think about that. Yeah. So thank you. I will laugh at that next time I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and poor, uh, poor Merlin, uh, that was the dude who was, um, who was the wingman for... The guy who gave up in the beginning. Yeah, and who was that guy? The guy. Uh, I don't know. He looked familiar. He did look He'd familiar. Been in some a other young, things. I meant to look that up, but I didn't get but, a chance to. Um, but Merlin also then was wingman for Tom. Right. For, you know, and was like but Tom starts freaking out, and he's like, "Oh, what the fuck again? <laughs> I can't. Like, I can't what am I? Is it me? What the fuck's <laughs> going on? Yeah, can I fly the fucking plane? Will you guys be the navigator? <laughs> I felt bad for him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. I get no chance at any of the yeah. bullshit because. Because his, which is weird, you would think, well, I don't know, I guess because the pilot and navigator, their they're teams, you don't break them up, you know, but because Merlin's pilot decided he can't handle it, Merlin's fucked. He's like, I was going to go to Top Gun, and now I'm not. Yeah. You're fucking dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> but they anyway. get Tom back, and now he's golden again. Right? Yeah, yeah. I did, I did like the ending. I thought it was, you know. It was very cliche. They I get out of the plane, yeah. and, and they were like, oh, you can be my wingman anytime. Oh, no, you can be mine. That was fine. No, I yeah, I, I thought you meant the Kelly McGillis ending. I didn't like that. Oh, yeah, that was all right. It was it was coming. It didn't surprise me. I was so ramped up by the whole jet scene. I forgot about those two. And You're like, all oh, right, that they're in love. That's yeah, right. I kind of felt like I was watching like bonus material or something <laughs> at the end. Oh yeah, these guys. Well, why did it annoy you so much? I shouldn't say annoy you. Why didn't you like it? Oh, because I was so ramped up with the whole jet thing, and I really thought credits were going to come up, and then now he's sitting in the place, and then you see the jukebox, and the coin goes in. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. Now they got to wrap those two better if it up. ended with a fight. I don't know. I, I just yeah. I feel like I didn't need it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, because he did the whole, he landed, he redeemed himself, got past it, threw Goose's dog tags off. It might have been nicer maybe if he had taken those tags and given it to his son. That might have been a good way to end the movie. I'm just but, saying, yeah. Yeah, alright. That, that's actually a good point because they do have you jumped up. And you know what? You are going to watch this movie and there's enough scenes in here that as a guy you are going to get pumped up on it. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. I'm not taking that away from it. I think if the dialogue had just been better, I would have been able to give this a, a better rating. But I, I love the ending of it. I mean, if you haven't seen this movie, I recommend it, especially as a as a man, as a, as a young adult, I think you would enjoy just watching these planes fly around because I've seen a lot of movies. We both have, right? I mean, and really, who's done this better? Who's done these aerial scenes better uh, in a movie? I mean, I haven't seen a good air combat movie in I don't know how long, but I don't know anybody that's done this better. Yeah, it looked good. You know, I mean, it really did. I mean, that wasn't CGI, right? I mean, you can go and... Oh, yeah, all this was yeah, real. No, this is real stuff. It wasn't CGI. I think that they, they just did a, a really great job at it. You yeah, know, they had photographers that met yeah. this. Oh, compare just. compare that 1986 mm-hmm. to say Independence Day, which was was that 1997, 98 or something like that. Whenever Independence Day came out, because Independence Day had a ton of aerial battles. Right, they were fighting that. Great, they were fighting the aliens. A lot of that was CGI. Uh, yeah, but the ships themselves, the airplanes, just looked like toy airplanes. You know, e- even that I didn't think 
comparatively speaking. I can't compare those two at all, no. Oh, really? Well, I'm just saying, comparatively speaking, I'm just talking about air battles and how I think Top Gun did it so good that it's very well. It hasn't really been duplicated since. So Maybe no one, yeah, they saw it. And they you said, know what I mean? can't They're touch like, this. That can't was good. Jesus. You know, I knew since you said that, you were going to You knew it. You had to do it. You had to say something when you say that. I know. I hear you. I knew there was going to be some kind of reference coming to it, but... Anyway, so that's all I had. Didn't really have anything else. Do you want to have run through your special credit stuff, or you have? Some yeah, else you want to I do have some special things, and maybe you caught it or not. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting, and I don't know how much uh, research I really did on this, but so the credit they had called out the the actual U.S. Navy F-14 aircrew call signs of the people that helped out on the. Oh, the guys who were actually doing the flying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So they had names. I wanted to say the names and compare against the names of the actual uh, the actors <laughs> that they had in there, which is All kind right. of funny. Yeah. So, so these are the real actual air crew call signs. Okay. Bozo. <laughs> D Bear, as in B E A R. Loner. Curly. Silver. Rabbi. Too cool. Squire. Uh, too bio. Cool. Vita. Horse. Player. Organ. Circus, Jambo, sex, Jambo. sex is S-E-C-K-S, uh, hmm. Sunshine, Flex, Sobs, Tex, Boa, Rat, and Jaws. And one more, which I want to save it for a second. But they f- don't, they I, sound... I, I, I like the ones better in the movie. They sound fluffier. <laughs> you know, they don't sound as manly. Some of them do, you know, some do. But then you do, you get to the movie and you have Maverick, Goose, and now the Goose does, and it's one of those loose ones. Ice, <laughs> loose goose. Yeah, Cougar, Viper, Jester, Charlie, Slider, Merlin, Sundown, Stinger, Carol, Chipper, Sprawl. Wow, now, those sound more like yeah manly names. So they went for an effort to go even there, right? right One name though was used. That's an actual F fourteen. Um, airman. Air, air call. Yeah, air sign. Air sign for an actual airman it was in the movie. It was Hollywood. Oh, okay. That was the Navigator Fries they, man. Yeah, they used yeah. it twice. One was actually that makes sense. But Hollywood's not necessarily a macho name. It's just a cool name. It was a cool name. Yeah, yeah. it's a so cool. It's a cool name for. I wonder uh, if that person said, call. "Yeah, you can use my name." Yeah, or go ahead. Say, yeah. Though I wonder, you would think though, after how many years of pilots and planes and stuff like that, they'd have to. Are they allowed to reuse a call sign? I mean, if you're Hollywood and you fly for eight, ten years, and then you get out. Can someone else then be Hollywood? I would think it would be disrespectful. Yeah, but at some point, well, I guess they're not going to run out of names. But I guess maybe that's why they have to have names like. You know, player and what because all the cool names were already taken from like you know back in the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> At some point, all the cool I'm sure someone's already taken you know uh, Viper and, and Cobra and all the cool names have probably already been taken by now. I could probably think of some good cool names. Don't put me on the spot. I, we should we <laughs> probably, look at my yeah, face We should have come up with some our own call names. Actually, hmm. you are now Gummy Bear. Ooh, that's awesome. Isn't it? Gummy you feel bear. good about that one? It feels tough and at the same time sweet and gentle. So I'll take that one. <laughs> Gummy bear. I am chocolate munch. No, I'd have to do something geeky like Magnus or, you know, or <laughs> wizard or. No, no you're wizard. Wand. You're, you would be wizard or wand. Yeah, wizard would be cool. I could be a wizard. That'd be awesome. I don't know what you would be. I don't know. Clef note. <laughs> Clef note. <laughs> you're musical. I don't, I don't know. You don't really have a single hobby enough to be, uh, you know, whatever I'd definition be, for you. I'd be crafty. Oh, there we go. Crafty. Yeah, that kind of fits you, too, yeah. actually. All right, I can see that. All right, I'll be wizard. You be crafty. Um, right I don't know what's going on. real airmen out there laughing their asses <laughs> off at us right now. Like, you two it's are retarded. There were some songs in this movie as well that became hits or, you know, were known. I don't know if they were hits beforehand, but they obviously they were hits because of this movie. Um, Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Oh, yeah. Um, Danger Zone, we've talked about many. Da, 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 dun, yep. dun, Kenny Loggins. Okay. Kenny Loggins. Um, the Top Gun anthem was by Harold Faltermeyer. That's a dun, the instrumental. Yeah, that's a good song. Everyone no, kind of knows awesome. you feel that, right? Um, and then Playing With the Boys was that song. By It was by Kenny Loggins. He sung that as well. That's when they do in the volleyball. Oh, okay. Playing with like the, the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, of course, they had Great Balls of Fire in there. You've Lost That Love and Feeling by the Regis Brothers. They were already popular, but that made that kind of brought that song back again. That, back uh, it was kind of like Ferris Bueller bringing back up that Beatles song again. Yeah, it's just the way it was. And sitting out the dock of the bay was given credit, but I don't remember where that was. Otis Redding, yeah, sitting on the dock of the bay. Wasn't was that there. when he was driving his motorcycle I, like, or house or something? You can I try to convince that. me. I'll say okay. Okay, I love that song by the way. Actually, I love Michael Bolton's version of it. I don't know what that makes me exactly, but I freaking love his version of that movie or that song. 
And then it was dedicated to memory of uh, Art Schaub. I don't know who he was. I wish I had kind of looked at <laughs> Yeah, I was if you didn't know, why would you bring it up? But it's interesting that they mentioned somebody well, we don't know that in memory. Been, yeah, it would have been interesting if we knew who he was. Well, yes. I'll, I'll throw that as a show note maybe. Oh, there we go. We'll put it on Facebook. Or let's pause really quick and I'll cut this out. No, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> and we're back. See, <laughs> now as a listener, you don't know if we really paused that or not. Maybe we did. We, we didn't. We but didn't. you're we saying didn't. that we paused it so they know we did something. Oh. So we're going to pause and then we just start talking. My head, my head. <laughs> You're going to make my hurt my head. Uh, that's all I got. All right. Well, there we go. So we started off uh, Top Gun. I went from a 4.22 nostalgia rating to a 4.0 because I still think this is above average movie. I think you will enjoy it. Sean went from a 4.2 nostalgia rating. 4.29. Um, uh, 4.29, sorry. Up to a 4.30. So he took it up a notch. Um, up into the danger zone. <laughs> See, mm. I feel like I had to get it in there. Yeah, somewhere. one more. So there we go. All right, so Top Gun. All right, so that was our uh, current review. And as always, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to listen to the trailer of our next one, which go ahead and tell them what we're doing. We are going to do Field of Dreams. Top Gun. <laughs> no, I was going to sing. Sorry. What are, you do? Top Gun. What? what are you doing? I was going to do the danger zone, but for some reason the word Top Gun came out of my mouth. You know, you said the movie, and there was like, into the danger zone. See, now this is where we should pause and cut this out, because Your this is not going to make any sense. was priceless. <laughs> because I was in my head thinking the song, and for some reason, my mouth said Top Gun. Let's try it again. So, what's the, are you going to say, what's the movie? <laughs> what's, and so this week, we're going to take a break. We're going to listen to the trailer. We're going to come back uh, and talk about a nostalgic review. Yeah. What's the four Top movie Gun. Biz? <laughs> That's how idiotic it sounds. All right. Now, we're doing right. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. 1989? Yep. 1989. Very good. So, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this, actually. Yeah. You know what? This is one of those ones I, I I didn't actually see in the theaters in 89, because at the time, I thought it was a stupid movie. I was 19. I was like, if it didn't have explosions or wizards in it, I wasn't watching it in a the theater. Um, but I ended up watching this a few years later. I'm like, how did I not? How did I wait years to watch this movie? Because this movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, let's listen to the trailer. We'll come back, and, and we'll we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. See you guys on the other side. I have just created something totally illogical. That's what I like about If you build it, he will come. If you build what, who will come? Didn't say. I hate it when that happens. Me too. Who's hearing voices? Ray is. I think I know what if you build it, he will come means. Ooh, why do I not think this is such a good thing? Daddy, there's a man up there on your lawn. Go the distance. Did you hear the voice too? Did you hear it? Go the distance. Yes. Our grave is dead. He died in 1972. Are you Moonlight Graham? No one's called me Moonlight Graham in 50 years. Unbelievable. It's more than that. It's perfect. You build a baseball field in the middle of nowhere and you sit here and you stare at nothing. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. Hey, is this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Sometimes, when you believe the impossible, the incredible comes true. Field of Dreams. All right, let's go and watch Shoeless Jew. Je- Je- Jew. <laughs> what? Shoeless Jew. What is wrong with me today? Shoeless awesome. Joe Jackson. Shoeless <laughs> baseball. Shoeless Jew. Oh God, I'm gonna. Die. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Oh my God. You know that's that. Yeah, I'd say, where was Shoeless Joe? Because it just sounded like a good name, right? And I love Ray Liotta. Uh, but I should just stay with J- uh, James Earl Jones because I just love I love the way he says baseball in this movie at the end when he does that whole speech. He's like, baseball. baseball. <laughs> I love it. I wish I had his voice. Yeah, I don't want his body or I don't even want his money or his fa- I just want that voice. That dude's rich for his voice. Oh, my God. It's the best voice. I mean, he's Darth Vader. Yeah. You, you never Can't go, go away. Wrong, you right? cannot go wrong with being Darth Vader. Loved it. So, all right. So, Phil the Dreams came out in 1989. Uh, it cost. I couldn't. It was hard to find the numbers for it. It wasn't in our normal places. Uh, it looks like it cost about fourteen million or so to make. 
um, and ended up making close to seventy million uh, in its first theater run. But it it made it. They actually broke this one out for some reason. It said they actually made an additional sixty million on just the D, on just the video releases. Mm. Um, and I don't know what that time span includes, but clearly this movie has made some money uh, through it. So Field of Dreams is um, uh, revolves around the main character Kevin Costner, Ray Consuela, Kinsella. Kinsella? Kinsella. Kinsella, yeah. Consuela. Consuela. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. Leave me Spanish alone. You go back to bed. Uh, so Kevin Costner and his family, they live out in uh, in Iowa, and they're farmers. And for some reason, you know, Kevin starts hearing these uh, voices at night saying, you know, build it, uh, you know, and he will come, which doesn't really give him a lot of instructions, but he feels like that means he needs to go out and build a baseball diamond. I thought it was an outhouse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't really say what yeah. he needed to build, but what if it had not been a baseball diamond? That really would have been embarrassing. <laughs> you know, all those ghosts would have showed up and they'd been like, dude, what the fuck, man? We're football players. Why would you build us this? You know, but he knew apparently there were some instructions that we didn't see in the movie that he got. Uh, so he a manual. Yeah, yeah, there's some other manual. I don't know what it was. It was 89, so there wasn't email. Uh, none of that stuff there. So was, he does that. Yeah, I guess there wasn't. No, there wouldn't so. have been. No, there was no email. There that was a, we would use, I guess. I don't know. That had to be something. Well, yeah, I'm sure there was internal mail stuff, like props. or. We should stop now. But yeah, anyway, all right, we're, so we're, we're changing subject. So anyway, Ke- uh, Kevin Costner does that. You know, His wife and uh, kind of supports him a little bit. Uh, and, of course, you know, he, unfortunately at the time, his, his farm was in trouble. And his wife's brother, who's Timothy Busfield, works for a bank and, or a corporation. They want to buy the farm. They don't want to sell. Uh, but he starts doing this, losing his crop. Everybody thinks he's crazy. And then he gets another message that he has to go. I can't remember the words that they use, but it makes him go on a trip where he goes and he kidnaps uh, James Earl Jones's character, who used to be an author and wrote a story about this guy uh, who used to play baseball. Um, basically, it takes him on a trip. These voices just keep leading him and, and James Earl Jones around to picking to doing these things. And eventually they end up back in, in Iowa, um, where the field's all you know built, and, and all of a sudden you know the ghosts are there, and they're out there playing baseball. And uh, I guess the whole purpose, though, in the end, what we come to find out, the whole purpose of this wasn't to let these, not just to let these ghosts come out, but it was for him and Kevin Costner and his dad, who used to play baseball, to try to get a, an opportunity to to patch things up because they had split. You know, Kevin Costner had yelled at him and told him he was worthless or that he hated baseball or something, something like that. Uh, and his dad died before he could take it back. So it was kind of like an unresolved thing between him and his dad. Um, and that's really what the point point of this whole thing, I guess, ended up being was that. Another spoiler. Good job. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, by the way, <laughs> there is a spoiler <laughs> coming on. The, there's a previous spoiler alert for the previously spoiled part of the, part of the movie because it's always said build it and he will come. You know, they always thought the whole movie, you assumed it was Shoeless Joe Jackson, Ray Liotta, because he was the first guy who showed up uh, to play the game, and then everybody else started showing up because you kind of thought that's what he was there to do. It turns out it was really just his dad uh, coming back and for them to make up. Here you go. Keep going. Oh, sorry. Well, I think I've already spoiled clarify, it at this point. right. You just yeah, clarified because I actually spoiler. took time but last week and the previous week to say I don't want to give away the endings because I don't want to spoil it as part of the nostalgia review in case you haven't seen it and you want to watch it with us. I fucked that all up, so I still hope you guys want to go out and watch it with us. But so, so at least you didn't spoil the fact that he went out there and threw the ball back and forth as dad. Right, right, right. At the you end, know. he's like, "Dad, you want to play catch?" Which, oh, <laughs> uh, I mean that 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 whole scene choked me up. I, you know that that the ending was a was a was a big uh, tearjerker for me. I loved loved that ending scene. <laughs> Shut up. It was good. So anyway, nostalgia. What do you got? Um, I'm going to give it a three point nine. Really, three point nine. All right. Feel good. I don't think anything is going to be negative about this that much. Can't give it a four, but I can certainly say it's pretty high up there. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go with a four, though, um, because I, I just loved I loved the funniness of the movie. I liked Kevin Costner in this type of role. This is what he does. He does it well. Um, I love James Earl Jones. You can't go wrong with him, you know, and, and I love the whole redemption and, and getting to know your father thing. You know, clearly that's. Never going to happen for me, but you know, in certain circumstances, you know, that can, from a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? From a perfect world type of view, I, I would like to see that type of thing. You know what I mean? It's just a good, good way to end a story. I think I liked it. Wow. So I'll give it a four point out. So we'll go get a little teary over here. Oh God, shut up. So anyway, <laughs> I, I give it um, a higher than average because it has ghosts. <laughs> See, you like to get all deep and on. I just say it's got ghosts. So it's got I'm cool gonna, ghosts that, yeah. that fade into the, uh, into the, the corn. corn. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Did watching this movie make you not want to go into a cornfield? 
No, or children, children of the corn, corn maybe that. not want to go into the <laughs> cornfield. One of the two, because I guess these ghosts weren't evil, uh, whereas Children of the Corn was completely evil. Right. You see, this one made me want to run into the cornfield. Children, children of the, the corn, corn maybe you want to get the fuck out and burn that cornfield down because <laughs> there's some evil things going on in that movie. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I like the... You like the... I like the effect of the uh, when the ghost walked into the cornfield. Oh, they just slowly... They did vanish, but then the, the the corn stalks did move. So there's like that feeling like they were actually there. So they did a good job on yeah. that. Yeah. My that one... memory of that. Maybe it's going to really suck. <laughs> I don't think so. There was that one scene, too, where they walked out there, and the one baseball player was going, I'm melting, I'm melting, when he was walking away. That that was funny. I thought there was a lot of you know good, funny lines in here. I'm I'm kind of remembering. I can't remember exactly if they thought they knew they were ghosts or not. But when he did that, you obviously know he. I is. think I think they knew because he just stepped out of the, the cornfield there when he had all the lights were on, and uh, Kevin Costner's character was out there. He asked him who he was. I mean, he said he was Shoeless Joe Jackson. Clearly, he died in like 1942 or 36 or whatever it was, um, and so clearly, I think he knew at that point it was ghosts. And he's like, you know. Is this heaven? He's like, oh no, it's it's Iowa. It's like I don't feel like they understood, you know, like when they died. I don't know if they captured the idea, like they didn't understand they died, you know. Yeah, they, they, that it was, was kind of confusing because they made it seem like he didn't know where he was, but then he asked the other guy to come with him at the end. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> so, <laughs> God, so, like, so clearly they know, you know, where they are and what they're doing. But they they kind of left that open. I mean, I never understood when. And again, spoiler. When James Earl Jones' character goes out there, they never really make it clear as Just to... stop. Is he dead? Is he coming back? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you Why know. did he vanish? What Did he die yeah, like, I mean, he, walking into not, the corn? Now I don't a, want to walk in the yeah, corn. Yeah, because he wasn't a ghost. And does he get to come back? Because he said, if I, if I do this, I'll be able to write the best book ever. But they never said you can come back. They just said you can come with us. Which, to my mind, could mean, well, your time was up anyway, so you get to come with us. Well, that's a true ghost writer right there. Oh. Yeah, you know oh, what I'm saying? You know? No, no, I don't. Yeah, you're on, I, you're I did completely it. on your I own went on that there, one. No. There's there no need to go there. The story was I fine. I went there, and I'm laughing but, but about you, it. But you oh. went there anyway. So did you see this one in the uh, movie theater? I don't think so. I might have. I, I, don't, I would like to think I did. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I know I saw it a long time ago, and I've, I've not seen it. In probably twenty years, I would you should say. watch this one I with Jake. I, I bet you Jake might like this movie. Yeah, I don't know if he's into the baseball, but we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, it's it's, got ghosts. it's, not, it's not really entertaining, I guess, for a kid necessarily. Uh, yeah, it's a drama feel good movie, and he's not going to want to watch that. Yeah, all right, well, that's a good point. So, what else jumps out at you that you remember? Ghosts. Okay, besides the ghosts, the ghosts were like maybe ten minutes of this movie. It was like a two hour oh, movie. Got lots of ghosts. No, there wasn't. Well, I guess so. He goes he goes to find that other kid. And he meets the doctor who's dead already. Yeah, he's dead, yeah. Yeah, which is weird because he actually time-traveled there. Remember, he walks out of the place and he's actually time-traveled. We're like, All right, what's, what's good? This is a lot of work set up for him just to meet his father. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? His yeah. father probably could have just appeared to him at any time. That's right. So there, there was a whole lot to that. Um, that scene when the boy fell off the... Uh, oh, his, his daughter. His daughter. I mean, oh. yeah, daughter fell off the thing and she got hurt and all that. And it was, it was a moment, a sad moment, you yeah. know. Unless she was just choking on something. Yeah. What do we have all these adults around? And, and the poor the poor guy finally got his dream to go and play baseball. He's got to give it all up because nobody uh, there knows the Fiddler Heimlich maneuver. I wasn't going to spoil that. I wasn't going to say how her her life was saved. Oh. <laughs> you know what? You don't actually need to write this movie, people. I'm just going to tell you all about this movie, apparently. Well, you didn't. I don't think you really said it all, but, you know, maybe you did. But, yeah, I'm not going to say how. But yeah, okay. The one thing that, and there's a bunch of things I remember from this movie, but I, I'm, I'm afraid to keep talking because I feel like I've just spoiled this movie for everybody. But I do remember at the end of the movie, um, you know, they all they're all there, and remember they were kind of like going back, and they had that huge line of cars, yeah, going yeah. in there, right? I remember hearing about how they did that, and I don't remember where it was from or whatever. But apparently, in order to get that many cars to be able to do that, they actually had the local station, the radio station in that area, put out a call and say, "Hey, we need cars to do this." You know, so if you're in the area, you know, be here at such and such a time, you know, turn your lights on, whatever, and we're going to film you. But they didn't expect to get that many cars. I mean, apparently the thing went on for like four or five. They expected maybe 30, 40, 50 cars. Uh, and it ended up being something that like stretched back like two miles down the road of all these cars just sitting there with their lights on so that they could pull back and get that one shot. I thought that was pretty cool. I will now verify that and use that in my facts next next show. You should. I'm telling you, that was, that's the way they did that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I'd heard that on the radio, I probably would have gone gone too yeah if it was close and, you know, by we, we have right. to make sure we check out what happened to that field because i know for the longest time 
they left the field there. People, certain people groups had bought it and used it for tourist attraction. Oh, really? But, I mean, it's been 20-plus years now, I guess. So I'm assuming at some point that's probably worn off. So I'm wondering if it's even still... It's a field of concrete. <laughs> it's, a, it's a field yeah, it's of run-down, <laughs> you know, gangster meth labs. I don't know. It is <laughs> Iowa. Maybe it's... I don't know. So we need to look up and see. Yeah, let's that, find out where what, what, you know, where are they now, kind doing. of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I really do want to see this one again. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this, we I feel like we haven't seen a good feel good movie uh, in a while. This should do it for us. It's going to be a touching moment. Oh, whatever. You know, it'll be a touching moment. You're not going to cry about it. I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I think I'm more into baseball now than I was way back then. Oh yeah, because the Nats are kicking some ass. Yeah, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to talk about the Nats now. Yeah, why not? <laughs> We're changing the tone of this show. From September to uh, December, we should just make this like a sports show, and then we'll get back into the movies. Because um, we can certainly talk about sports yeah. for the next six months with no problems whatsoever. Or four months, whatever it is. All right. So anyway, 4.0 for me, 3.9 for you. Um, I don't really have a lot more to add to it, you know, based on the movie itself. We just go and rent it, watch it, stream it. Um, you know, hope you guys are out there listening who are liking the show. You know, please go rent it. Watch it so you can talk about it with us, email us about it, um, comment on Facebook. You know, as always, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can go to our website at hhp-podcast.com. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook under Hockey Mass High Schools and Popcorn. Friend us, post to us, uh, what have you. We're on iTunes, Twitter, Google Plus. You know, you can email us, uh, Mike at hhp-podcast.com or Sean at hhp-podcast.com. Don't forget the contest ends next Tuesday, September 4th. So if you want your submissions to be Last in. Last chance. Get them in quickly. Um, we're going to go through the, we're going to go through them all on Tuesday, pick out the one that we like the most and announce it uh, in our next podcast, which will be out uh, on Sunday. And if you want to say something like you like Sean better than Mike or something like that in your email when you're doing it, it's a plus. Maybe you might win. Right, but we've already said that family doesn't count, so Carrie or your son can't enter anyway, or Eric, that's just not allowed. <laughs> so, And I can't imagine anybody else who would say that, so I think that's probably not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, get it out there. You know, we really we really want to hear from you guys. Uh, we appreciate everybody's support. Um, and I think that's all I had. Yeah. All right. Right, all right, guys. Well, hey, have a good week, and uh, go watch some football, and we'll talk to you guys soon. See you. See you. See you.